Welcome to Chronicles of the Lazy Natural, a podcast about whatever it is I decide to talk about. Stay tuned. Welcome back, guys. Um, I know it's been a minute and, um, you know, life. I, I would love to say I'm a cons- I strive to be consistent, but I don't, I don't think that I do. I think I'm more so consistent with the things I have no choice to be cons- but be consistent with. And um, I'm pretty sure that's a problem, but that's neither here nor there. Moving on. So, like I said, life. So, um, today's episode is basically going to be just a recap. We're finally in July. Half of the year has gone by. We're still in a Panera Bread and... Um, I'm just going to do a recap and then we'll we'll see how things go from here. So stay tuned. So one of my goals is if I can continue to record, I can try and become better and not continue to say um and so and just, you know, continue the conversation. Last year, well, I want to start with a recap. Um, so to speak, see, I just did it. I got to work on that. Anyhow, I want to start at the top of the year, but just to preface what I'm getting into, we, we, my husband and I closed on a house in October of last year. I found out that I was pregnant and it's maybe a week after we closed, I miscarried. Um, going through, see, dang it. Anyhow, anyhow, it you know it happens. I'm I'm not going to take that out. It's it's a part of life. It's a part of uh, learning and becoming better. The more you do things over and over again, so I'm going to leave that there because sometimes it's just better to keep it a book. But anyhow, moving forward, like I said, I was pregnant. I miscarried. Um, one of my colleagues, she's not a colleague. She's a classmate from high school is a travel influencer and she is well she has constantly um like linked me with different opportunities that I've been too scared to to jump at I have this thing where I feel like if it isn't perfect then it isn't good enough and it causes me not to do it at all and I know that that's something that I'm going to have to, you know, eventually learn how to sort out and um, navigate through because it's just not a realistic way of thinking. But anyhow, she presented um, an opportunity and it wasn't just for me, um, but she presented an opportunity on, you know, on her um, social media page about writing opportunities through this online vlog called 2190. And it's, it's, so it's the number 21 and then 90 as in N-I-N-E-T-Y. You can, uh, anybody, anybody can go to their site. If they are interested in um, submitting a post, you can do so. And it, it just gives you exposure and an opportunity um, to present your writing on a, on a larger platform. Because um, I do have my blog, which hasn't been updated since last year. Because again, life, a lot of things have been happening. And if I'm being honest, really bad anxiety and just not being in the frame of mind where I could do the things that I really enjoy doing. I would have my moments, but I still feel like the anxiety just kind of took over. So I, I, I jumped at this opportunity, actually. Um, I wrote an article for the, the blog and I sat on it because if, if we're, again, keeping it real because I do try to keep it genuine, I love to write, but I am not really great at grammar. Like, I know certain things, but there are a lot of things that I'm, I'm, I'm still learning at 37 and call it what you want but it's the truth 
So, you know, having this blog and not really having um, someone on hand to, you know, look behind me and edit it or me not wanting to bother people and be cumbersome about uh, getting them to look over it for feedback kind of made me take longer than I would have liked to take writing the blog. And then it was about the miscarriage. That's what the what the blog was about, you know, experiencing it and um, just sorting through it and, you know, being in, like low-key being embarrassed, low-key, not really low-key, high-key being embarrassed about miscarrying because so many people around me um, were able to get pregnant and succeed at getting pregnant. And then, you know, questioning all of the whys and the what ifs and, you know, hearing, oh, you know, uh, in God's timing and things, stuff you don't want to hear when things are going bad, like, bruh, please get away from me with all of that. I know that God has a timing that is not our own, but I'm really not trying to hear that right now. And then actually the, the, the actual experience of the miscarriage, the, the literal experience. So I was, I was writing about all of that and basically just, just, um, jumping on the bandwagon of, of women who have already talked about this issue several times over about being, it's okay to not be okay. And just sorting through, um, having a miscarriage while it seems like babies are just popping up left and right around you. And I, I submitted the article. One of my good friends looked over it for me and, um, gave me a lot of tips. So shout out to Brandon. I, I love you so much. Thank you for helping me out and always being in my corner. But she looked over it for me and I submitted it and they did tweak it a little bit. And and I can appreciate and respect that. Um, they tweaked it, you know, just a little bit and they still submitted it and I got it published, y'all. So I have my first published article, which is so super dope excuse me and if you hear me fidgeting around I'm like in my bed and have the covers on so you may hear a little bit of shuffling or me scratching my bonnet so I'm sorry but anyhow my first published article well I want to say my second because the first one was on a tech blog uh like way back in the day but anyhow um first published blog in a very very long time that highlighted something that is very important to me and happens to so many women and sometimes at at times that they may not even realize that's what they're experiencing um so it got published on february the 10th and i was pregnant when that article got pu uh, published or whatever and i was celebrating it and just proud and i started to miscarry on that exact same date. So the difference between the first miscarriage and this miscarriage um, was that this time I actually, my husband and I got to hear the heartbeat. I, I'm not emotional right now. And I thank God for that because it has taken some time to cope with the loss, especially after literally hearing the heartbeat the week before and then days after begin to miscarry. And as soon as I realized, soon, as soon as I saw blood, I knew that's what it was. And isn't it wasn't even me being pessimistic or or whatever you want to call it. I just had I just felt it in my gut. And I'm like, are you for real, God? Like why would you allow this to happen to me and my husband again within a six month time frame? Are you trying to tell me to wait? And if that is the case, why did you allow it to happen? I know that we have the ability to choose and we chose to put ourselves in a position to get pregnant, so to speak, but but God, like, come on, what I, I just didn't understand y'all. So 
I was publishing that I, I so the article got published right and then I am posting on social media about the article being published and everyone is like I'm so sorry that happened to you and the whole time it was happening all over again and I could not stomach disclosing it because I was so hurt like I've, I've experienced a miscarriage before. It was it was prior to me being married and being with my husband. But I was actually happy because I wasn't in the position mentally. Um, nor was I with a person that I needed to have children with. So it didn't matter as much as it did to me this time. And again, I heard the heartbeat. So with... Um, I know this is a long recap and I'm so sorry, but I just want, I want to keep people abreast because we have to realize if, if someone seems happy, it doesn't mean that they are. So we have to be cognizant and mindful of the way that we approach people and what we choose to, to weigh on people. You know, sometimes you can have... You think that the friend that's always seemingly in a good mood, seemingly always smiling and happy and whatever, you think that they're good. So you think that you can come to them and pile all of your issues onto them. And they may be uh, receptive. They may be there um, to talk and to, to you know support you in whatever capacity that you need to need them to. But sometimes you should check on those people and make sure they're good also before you decide to just bombard them with everything that you have going on because you don't know what they may actually have going on as well. Um, so with both of those miscarriages, I also work, work for a company um, and it's not the company, it's, it's the actual position itself that caused me a great deal of anxiety. And during the first miscarriage, I had no idea. And this is a heads up to anyone who experiences anything like this. Check with your, your um, human resource policies, um, bereavement policies, excuse me. Check with the human resource uh, bereavement policies and see if miscarriage is, see if it falls underneath those policies because I had no idea that my job did and I'm still I'm still trying to work and like hurry up and be okay because I'm using my PTO yes my freaking PTO because no one told me and I you know I could have looked into that but I wasn't even thinking about that you know what I mean like who's like oh I should sit, submit I should should try to look into doing bereavement blah 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 it's like a traumatic experience like a very traumatic experience and then I had to tell my manager what happened and he still said nothing about being able to qualify for bereavement I think that um miscarrying is often overlooked if you aren't super far along or you don't have to really do um, time in the hospital or spend time in the hospital or whatever the case may be. But it's still very traumatizing. And I said all of that to say, if you're in a stressful environment and you experience something like that and you have the ability to do so, take the time off because I was trying to push through it. And I felt like I made things worse for myself. And who's to say that I wasn't even over the first time when the second time happened? Um, so the second time it happened, I actually did have to go to the hospital. And um, I mean, I was just in there for a day, um, like overnight or whatever. Well, it wasn't overnight. It was just like late in the afternoon and into the evening. And because of COVID, my husband couldn't come back there with me. And it was just, it was just a lot. And I went to the hospital because I was further along and I didn't want to have the miscarriage at home because the first one was incredible, incredibly painful. 
And I just didn't want to experience that again. I didn't want my, my kids to see me going through that. And I didn't want to put all of that on my husband. And guess what? I still ended up putting it on my husband because they did the procedure at the hospital and he came and, you know, of course he picked me up and he was just the best person ever. Like he always is. Um, but then I come home and I'm in pain. And then on top of all of that, I end up getting really, really depressed, like just in a complete slump for the longest, like not get not getting out the bed, like just like randomly crying all the time. Um, so many different things. And, um, I know for a fact that it was hard on him too. And we, I, I don't know. I'm just, it was just hard y'all. It was just really, really hard. So this is February published article, great news. Right. And then on top of that horrible news that I'm just too embarrassed to share with anyone. Um, March Benny's birthday. Um, we celebrated, we had, you know, had a few people at our, at our house, family, um, at our home, um, April, nothing's really going on except for the fact that I'm, you know, still incredibly stressed with my job, um, really bad anxiety. And with, with work, it was, is the job expectations. They're incredibly unrealistic. And again, keeping it a buck. Um, me being upset with myself for accepting a job out of fear because I was laid off at the, at the top of COVID and I took a job because I wanted us to have benefits. Although my husband had already told us he was going to put us on his benefits and that I shouldn't stress about it, but I did anyway. And it's always me trying to, um, get ahead of things. Instead of, you know, trying to make sure I'm thinking them through logically. And there's nothing wrong with trying to be prepared and get ahead of things, people. I'm just saying you can't move out of fear. And I know that's so easier said than done, but it's the reality of life. Um, so again, I moved out of fear. I jumped into a position that I knew I should not have taken, but I did anyway. Um, and then I ended up uh, kicking myself in the butt for it the entire year, the entire, <clears throat> excuse me, the entire time I have been there, I've been there. Um, so the expectations in a position that, that isn't worth the expectations that they, that they require is kind of like expecting quality service from someone in a fast food restaurant that you're only paying $7.25 an hour to. They don't care. They can go make that someplace else or make more money someplace else. Like they're going to do the the bare minimum and you're going to get the the bare, you know, the bare minimum results. I'm not I'm not giving bare minimum results. I, I provide excellent service to our to the clients for the company that I work for. But again, it's the expectations, is uh people in leadership positions that are, that come across incredibly condescending. Um, again, me kicking myself in the butt about accepting this job, knowing what it was because I, I've had the same job when I was younger, um, same company, et cetera, et cetera. Anyhow, um, so again, I'm having extremely bad anxiety and, um, to the point where every morning that I have to work, I'm waking up and my heart is racing. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this to myself. I'm getting myself worked up and I'm getting older. I don't want to, you know, risk myself like having a heart attack or anything like that because I'm stressed over a job that is not even worth my energy. Like, I thank God and I, I never want God to think that I'm ungrateful for the things that he's um, or for the ways that he's provided for my, my me and my family. But I know for a fact that this job ain't it for me. And, and that's just the reality. That's that's a reality for me. Um, So I I was, you know, approaching my year very soon with this 
with this position and this I'm still talking about April in April I started applying for other jobs within the company I know that this company takes a long time with their hiring process they take forever to get back to their candidates um, they take forever to even put you in a position where you can be up for a screening to determine whether or not you'll get an interview and then from the interview, you still have to wait a long time. And that may be the case with a lot of other companies, but I haven't worked for that many corporate companies. So I don't know what their hiring process looks like. So I'm literally, you know, about to approach my birthday in May. My birthday's coming up. And then I feel like I'm starting to have a midlife crisis. I'm like, Shalina, what is wrong with you? Like, you need to get it together. You're... You're obsessing over things you don't need to obsess over. Like, your family is straight. Like, I'm doing all of this, y'all, and my husband is so bomb. Like, he don't skip a beat. He makes sure we have everything that we need. He he get the boys off my hand um, because, you know, they've been going to school virtually, and I've been working from home, and they can drive me up the wall sometimes. And he'll come home from work, and he's just like, y'all, let's go. And he'll come get them. He um, cooking dinner, you know what I mean? Um, he's He's been great. So, again, I just feel like I know I'm obsessing, but but I can't stop obsessing. And I'm, I'm approaching my 37th birthday, and then I start thinking about death. I'm like, y'all, this is literally my year. I'm like, I need to go back to therapy. I got to find a therapist in our area, or I'm going to be driving back to wally to go see my old therapist like i gotta figure something out because i'm i am losing it okay i'm completely losing my mind you know you know how we all i'm pretty sure everyone has had that moment where they're like what am i supposed to do what am i meant to do i mean some people may have already figured it out and you know kudos to you but it's a lot of us out here that have an idea but don't know how to jumpstart that idea. And I'm one of them. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm about to turn 40. I want to do something really good for my birthday. So what is my 37th birthday? I want I want to do something fun. You know, we, we've been out here um, in this Pantene Pro-V for a year. Pretty much a year and some change. And I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere and I want to have fun and I feel like life is too short and I want to enjoy myself. And and um, a friend of mine was like, let's go. Where do you want to go for your birthday? And so we ended up in Tampa. I went to Tampa for my birthday. I had an amazing, 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 amazing time. Tampa is absolutely beautiful. It is. I love being on the water. If you love being on the water, Tampa and you want to be local, you know, local on the East Coast or whatever, and you want to be in a warm climate, Tampa was everything. I mean, I can't even begin to, and everyone was so nice. So that was another thing. It was just like, wow, I don't think I've encountered one rude person this entire time. Like no one um, that came across uh, racist in any way, or form like you know how people be low-key racist none of that and I'm, I'm not to say that they don't exist but my time there I just didn't encounter anything like that and um, it was a lot of traffic because it was some events and everything going on but outside of the traffic just the city and and the way it's positioned on the bay and the ocean and um, things like that and just Clearwater Beach Everything was just so, it was just so really nice. Like, even when we got to the beach, we, um, they have like all these like little cabanas. They're not cabanas. They're like tents or something. I don't know what they're called. And they're set up along the beach and it's perfect because it's like super hot outside or whatever. And sorry if you hear me scratching my head, but anyways, it was like super hot outside and, um, it's perfect because you, you know, you can have your little cooler, uh, with your drinks or whatever and just kick it in the little tent thing and um, not get burned by the sun 
and we were looking for an empty one because we went to the beach like really really late in the part of me in the afternoon and we found one um well we didn't find it um it found us because you know the lord just be working for us sometimes well all the time anyhow um some some black women they were about to leave and she uh, she said she heard us um saying that we were looking for one she was just waiting for us to like come past her because she didn't know exactly where we were and she didn't want to like come out of the tent or whatever and she was like you know y'all can have this for the rest of you know the rest of the day it's already paid for and we we're like are you serious well we'll pay you for it she was like no it's good and she just she just gave it to us and I was it was just it's the courtesy for me it's the kindness the courtesies um the the smiles just everyone being so nice we had pit you know, people just offering to take pictures of my friends and I together and taking multiple pictures if we didn't, if we didn't really like it or if it came out too dark or, or whatever the case may be. Everyone was just so freaking cool. And the food, chow, bomb. Okay. I can't wait to go back. When I go back, I want to go for a longer period of time and I want to go with my, my, my husband and my kids. I think they would have a ball, but so that's May, and I'm still not hearing anything back from jobs. Um, what else happened? It's July. I don't know. So I'm applying, like, no lie, I'm applying for jobs left and right. I'm trying to stay in this company because I worked for them for, for years, for like almost 10 years, and I left them for a better opportunity only to um, kind of regret it. So this time around, I was like, okay, well, I'll stick with where I am within the company right now. And then when the time comes, I'll start, you know, posting out. I think I applied for like 45 jobs from April or maybe late March up until like a, a few weeks back and didn't hear anything back. Said, okay. Uh, yeah, so I think it's time to start applying elsewhere, but I feel like God was putting it in my heart not to settle again, because when you settle, you end up with things that aren't for you, like ultimately, they're just ultimately not for you, period. And then you have to navigate through that situation or be stuck in that situation until until God realigns you with where you're supposed to be or on, you know, realigns you with the path that you're supposed to be going on. And I do think that this position, this particular role positioned me for the next place that I'm going to. But I just, I know that I jumped into this position out of fear. So I'm sitting here waiting, 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 waiting for feedback. And then someone literally reached out to me days after I applied for this external position and um they they called me about a job I didn't even apply for and I'm like hmm tell me more so they're telling me more about the role and I'm like maybe I can really get with this you know there are developmental opportunities you know it's it's an excellent company um they're heavy on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I'm I'm big. I'm a big advocate for equity for 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 Black people and Black women especially. And um, I'm I could see myself growing um, within within this particular organization. And so we set it up to interview, and they literally offered me the job like immediately and then in the back of my mind I'm like Shalina if you take this position are you settling because you hadn't really heard anything back from the 77 jobs you've already applied for or is this really a good opportunity and I know that it is a good opportunity but I'm always like is it a is there a better opportunity like, what do I do? Like, I'm sitting here trying to weigh all of my options. Then I'm like, God, what's up, bro? Like, sometimes I feel like I hear you talking to me, like, clear as day. And then there are other times I'm like, I don't hear you at all. And I need to. Like, I'm really struggling. What's up? No lie. 
they I I I was offered that position right right after I was offered that position that same week like four or five of the jobs um reached out to me and asked me to do like a screening mind you there are like three steps in this process um possibly four because you apply for the job and then you have to hear feedback from a recruiter about going into a screening uh, phase. And um, after that, you do like a phone interview. I guess it depends on the role, but you'll do like a phone interview, then an in-person interview. And, and then depending on the level, you may do multiple interviews. And then they make a decision about whether or not they're going to hire you. All in, so all of this is going on the week after I was offered this, this position and I, you know, I responded to all of the, the questions, um, to do the screenings for these positions within the organization that I'm currently in. And, um, I'm not hearing anything back. And so now I'm like, okay, but what if I hear something back, which one is more important is because the the possible salary amounts do vary um, a great deal, but both are are decent. And I know that right now I have a lot of things I need to do as far as like um, developmentally um, growing and just learning um, whatever it is I need to learn so that I can, um, elevate myself into other positions. But anyhow, I said all of that to say that I was still trying to weigh all of my options because I didn't want to leap out of fear like I did this time just because they offered me a role. Um, so I reached out to, um, some of the people that I look up to and kind of consider mentors and just basically outlined all of the details and, and, the compare and contrast um, between the roles um, that I've, I'm being screened for and then the position that was offered to me. And then ultimately, I still ended up accepting the role that was offered to me because it's literally everything that I've been seeking in a new role, uh, the flexibility, you know, being able to to be with my kids has been really at the top of my list because working with them over the last year, I see that they do need me and my husband and he can't be here as much as I can, but they still need us um, more hands-on when it comes to school. And I just, I wanted to be there. Like at all costs, I was gonna try to do whatever it was so that I could be there for them in whatever capacity it was that they needed me to be. And just trying to work with them and do my current job added to my stress levels because um, a client would hear me talking to my kids because I accidentally clicked, uh, forgot to click mute or I'm trying to shoo them away from me in a moment because they're asking me for something that they really could have waited to ask for. Um, or, you know, you know, just things like that. So I'm just weighing all of the pros and cons of the, of the role that was offered to me. And then the pros and cons of the other opportunities and the flexibility was really at the top of my list. So that was pretty much the determining factor of whether or not I was going to, to stay with my current organization or leave. And, um, I'm just grateful that I have people in my life that can give me legitimate feedback. I don't I don't want anybody in my circle that's going to be a, a yes man because it doesn't allow any of us to move in the direction that we really need to grow into. And I know I'm saying grow a lot, but but it's is real talk. Like if you always have somebody that's just um cheering on your crap. What, how do you learn? How do you learn from that? You don't. So I just, um, get a mentor. If you don't have a mentor, I strongly, strongly, strongly 
urge you to get someone. It can be someone that you work with. It can be someone in your church. It could be one of your friend's parents that you look up to. Anybody. But it's always really nice to have like um, an unbiased opinion. But also the opinion of someone who really cares about your best interest. Um, so get a mentor if you don't have one. And then also be a mentor if you aren't one. Um, you never know who's watching you, who's who's looking up to you, um, who's following your story. And you never know the impact that you're going to have on someone else. Um, so get a mentor and be a mentor and always uh, pour into other people. Always sow seeds um, how, however you can and whatever that may look like for you. Do it. Go for it. Be it. Um, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it as far as everything that has been going on. Um, oh, and I've been reading all the books that I bought last year. <laughs> all the books that I bought last summer, I finally started reading them and all of them have been really good. And I'm super excited because I'm actually going to be a part of a book club, um, meeting on one of the books that I'm, I'm currently trying to finish up. And I'm just, I'm really happy about it. And one of the next books is a book that I've already read. But that pretty much sums everything up as far as everything that's been going on for me. And, um, oh, my husband's birthday and we had a really good time. Oh, I don't know if the Mike Epps comedy tour is still going on, but if it is, you should go check it out. I don't think it's the Mike Epps comedy tour though. I don't think that's what it's called, but he's the host and it is hilarious. I mean, like super, super duper freaking funny. Go. Um, oh, oh, I got vaccinated. That's another thing. I'm not wrapping up this podcast. I'm just trying to make sure I don't leave anything out because, um, I do share a lot on social media, but it's just some things I just don't really go into detail about because I don't really, I don't know. I just don't, you know what I'm saying? People are going to mind, mind your business regardless. It's up to you to enter if you choose to entertain it or not. But, um, I just, I mean, I, I post a lot of things, but I'm not like really in go or choose to go into detail about some things. Um, I'm very opinionated when it comes to a lot of stuff, but it's not really like my personal life. It's more so how like um, men look at women and, you know, calling them females or like constantly like ostracizing women and just uh, degrading them and having certain expectations when they don't even have that same energy for themselves and you know things like that so those are the type of things that I share on social media and then like pictures of my family and blah 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 blah. but I wanted to make sure I kept every you know I wanted to pop in and keep whoever is listening abreast of the things that I've been I've been experiencing over the last six months um I did get vaccinated um whether you do or don't, you know, that's your business. Um, I will ask you if you're in my space, like my house, because you can still catch COVID. And um, I have to be mindful of my my children and um, my husband and myself. So those are the only times that I may ask if you're vaccinated or not. We still wear our mask. Wherever we're at, if we're around a lot of people, we're still wearing masks. We're still um, using hand sanitizer. I mean, we were already like um, borderline uh, OCD anyway. Um, we really don't have people at our house like that, um, you know, occasionally. But I did get vaccinated. And if you hadn't been vaccinated or you're interested in knowing possible side effects, my first shot, so get, if you get vaccinated, get vaccinated in your non-dominant arm. I got vaccinated in my left arm. It hurt like when you get, I think it's called the tetanus shot. I think that's what it is. When like the top of your arm be really sore, except for it's like times 10. Um, it hurts so freaking bad. Like I could barely like lift it. 
but I didn't get sick the first go round. I got the second shot right around my daddy's birthday in May. And um, I set it up so that everything fell on a Friday. So the first one was on a Friday. The second one was on a Friday because I didn't know if I was going to get sick. And I wanted to make sure that I wouldn't have to use my PTO. I could, if I did, if I didn't feel well, I could, I, I would already be off. So sorry for stumbling, but I would already be off from work. So um, I got the second shot and I got it that morning and I was just coasting. Like I came back. I think I worked the rest of the day when I came back. Like I got breakfast or whatever, but I came back. I worked the rest of that day. And then I remember feeling really sleepy. So I went to bed early and um, then I started feeling sick overnight. So I started having like fever, chills, like I couldn't get comfortable. Um, I was like really achy all over. It was like like a 24-hour bug type thing. Um I tried to like take Tylenol and like my husband had like went and bought me some emergency and what else did he get me? Bought me some other stuff. I can't remember it, but I was sick. Like, oh my God, I was sick as a dog. Okay. And, and I was sick all into the next day and it started to ease up like later on that evening, but I was pretty much down the whole weekend. And then after all of that, my head was hurting. I had a headache for like three days straight. Um, I don't know if that was tied to the shot or tied to my hormones for my cycle or whatever. But all I know is that I also had a headache on top of all of that. And we all know that headaches can be incredibly annoying. Um, so that was my experience with the vaccine. And um, again, I'm aware that I can still uh, catch COVID. I pray that we do not catch it. Um, if you choose to get it, that's your business, honey. Um, as for me and my family, we we decided to get it. I don't judge nobody for the type of decision that they make unless they're a pedophile or a rapist or a murderer. But that's neither here nor there. If you want to get vaccinated, do. If you don't, cool. Um, so the shot and my husband's birthday in June and oh the book that I'm reading for the book club is uh Queenie I also wanted to tell you all that as well is by Candy excuse me Candace Carthy Williams bomb book um if you like to read I recommend that you check it out also one of the other books I just finished reading is um from one of my classmates from middle school David shout out David Joy um the homie um, it's called Wendy's. I'm sorry, I'm like stretching back to try and get it off of my nightstand. Um, Wendy's Mountains Burn, and it's David Joy, as in I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart. <laughs> but yeah, so it's also a really good book, and it talks about addiction and things like that. Um, last but not least, I if you listen to this podcast. You are more than welcome to like leave comments on my social media page or whatever. Give any type of feedback that you want because I want to learn to be consistent. I don't want to keep accepting the fact that y'all might not hear from me again until November around Thanksgiving. Like that's unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like if if I if I'm planning for my platform to grow, the only way it's going to grow is with is with consistency. And, you know, um, I guess finding a niche and, uh, and, and talking about whatever it, it is in said niche. And I don't know what any of that is. And I mean, that's okay, but, um, I, I do want to try to, I want to try, but I want to like actually do it. I hate saying that. And then seven months go by but real talk a lot of things have been going on but oh like I said one last thing um Shakari is it Shakari Shakari um her whole situation kind of like um made me sad um she she may have already been smoking or whatever the case may be she may have been well aware that it was against the rules whatever the case may be but I'm like Y'all, it is 2021. Why is weed still a thing? I mean, seriously, like, 
why? Weed only makes you lazy from what I've seen. It makes you lazy, makes you incredibly chill. It makes you eat up a bunch of stuff that you probably got no business eating. She smoked it and was still faster than, than so many people. So many people. And I and I get, and I get it's a rule. I get it's a rule. But why? Y'all need to revisit that. Just like y'all need to revisit this constitution. Like it's so many things that that just because that's the rules, it don't make it make sense. And and that's just my spill on it. Um, I could probably talk for days about it, but just piss me off. Like people be so quick to like down black women and it burns, it grinds my gears. Like it really does. And I'm just, I'm just really sick of it. I'm really, really sick of it. Also, she's mad young. Like I understand that she, she ended up having a platform, like a large platform, a large following and, you know, possibly people looking up to her or whatever the case may be, but she's still mad young. Like y'all know how much stupid stuff we did when we were young and we knew better and we still didn't do better. Like having babies with the wrong people, like that kind of stuff. We knew better, but we did it anyway. It was a mistake. And yes, I hope she learned from it and everything like that. But I'm just like, dang, man, over weed, over something that shouldn't even be a factor in 2021. Oh, my God. Anyways. I hope I I hope I'm I'm um, in a position to um, follow through on the things I would like to follow through on. And if you are still with me by the end of this episode, just pray, send one up for your girl. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just pray that we can all be in a place that God has called us to be in. I pray that he, um, he gives us the foresight so that we can um, position ourselves to be in those places, wherever those places are or whatever those places may look like. And that we can be the parents that our parents may not have been or understood that they needed to be to us. Um, I pray that we can listen to our partners and our children not to react, but to actually hear them for what they're trying to explain. I pray that we can be a sounding board for our children and um, meet them where they are and understand that they aren't the same age as us. They aren't as, as experienced as we are. Um, they're still trying to learn and they're still trying to learn how to express themselves. I pray that um, we can we can be um, considered enough to apologize when we're wrong, not just to our partners or our family members or friends, but also to our children. You know, we don't know everything. And um, I think it's incredibly important to acknowledge when we're wrong. I pray that we can also uh, find a place to become okay with being vulnerable around our children because I think we're we're so afraid of our kids seeing us um, sad, but sometimes they need to see that. We need to make sure that we're in a position to raise emotionally available people. Um, We don't want, especially if we have boys, we don't want them to be emotionally detached. Um, I just pray that we can truly exhibit love in its highest form and um, not just love, but forgiveness. And um. I don't know what else. I just I just wish everyone well. And if you're still with me, just thank you again for for hanging tight and supporting me um via my blog or if you're if you just started supporting me uh, via the podcast or in any type of capacity, I truly appreciate it. And uh stay tuned. Maybe next time I won't say uh um so so much. Peace out. Just kidding. I'm not gone yet. Um, Another thing 
before I go, I want to highlight Black Business, um, Tisha's Naturals. Um, it's T-I-A-S-H-A Naturals on Facebook. Longtime friend of mine. Um, she makes natural soaps and she puts a lot of love into it. If you're looking for any type of uh, specialty soaps, feel free to reach out to her or you can reach out to me. I am Shalina Milton on Facebook and uh, I think I'm Lena the Lazy Natural on Instagram and on TikTok. If you choose to follow me there, I don't really post, but if you want to follow me there, that's perfectly fine. And um, also, I want to shout out my brother, Mud Talk Podcast, because he is consistent and I truly admire him for that. And I strive to have the level of consistency that he has. It is incredibly admirable. Also, he has some, some really good gems. So if you're looking to listen to a podcast that isn't as long-winded as mine, check them out. You you may enjoy it. I'm pretty sure that you would. Um, and I wanted to shout out someone else. Oh, uh. T West, the songbird, you know, family love all day, every day. Um, stream her song, Work, W-E-R-K. It is on all music platforms. Um, follow the Science Sis. Uh, so the word science with sis, S-I-S on the end. Um, those are my nieces. And they have um, some incredible little videos that they do um, uh, surrounding STEM and it's super cool and is uh, really educational and it's really playful and fun and they're also super cute and they have a great uh, mom and dad who helps them with everything and they have these cool little pins and these cool little packs and I can't re remember the name of it it's slipping my mind but follow them on Instagram they also have a YouTube page and is there anything else I want to highlight nothing that I can think of at the moment but Oh, check out Santana Burris. He's a chef. He is a traveling chef in Charlotte if you need um, a chef. And um, I don't know. It isn't coming to me right now. But the more I'm on this podcast and the more I post episodes, I'm going to try and shout out people that I know personally that are out here doing their thing. And because I'm an advocate for supporting black businesses, period. If you can get it from us, then why go someplace else? especially if we're providing quality services. So anyhow, for real, for real this time, um, I wish you all peace, love, happiness, joy, prosperity, um, and increase in Jesus name. Uh, you all take care. Bye.